Thank you, Brother Terry. One of my favorite songs. Thank you, Lord. If you brought your Bibles, turn to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. I want to share a sermon. I thank my God this morning as we focus on Thanksgiving. You know, what's coming up is coming Thursday. Should be thankful every day. We'll look at that in just a few minutes. But uh, we need to try to be thankful every day. Show gratitude to the Lord every day and be thankful every day. So I want to share it. I thank my God. Philippians 1, verses 1 through 6. And so if you can, please stand and we'll read the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God. And beginning with verse 1, and we'll read through verse 6. Paul and Timothy. Bond servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the bishops and the deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy, for your fellowship in the gospel and from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to come and worship you today. I pray that our worship was pleasing in your sight, Lord. Thank you for the health that we have to be here. And now, Father, we've praised, uh, praised you through hymns and praise songs, and we've prayed. And, and so, Father, now we come and we ask that you speak to our hearts through your word. Help us to understand, Father, this message is to us. Lord, you're speaking to us. And so help us to accept that fact and, Father, apply it to our lives, I pray. Give me the words to say, the right spirit to say the man, and I make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I thank my God. I'd ask you if you would to please remember as Paul's writing this letter to the Philippians. He's in a cold, dark, damp prison cell. He's awaiting his execution. And while death is looming close to him, he picks up some writing material and he begins to write a letter. A letter of thanksgiving, a letter of encouragement, a letter of joy to the church that are at Philippi. And notice he begins this letter there in verse 1. He begins the letter with his signature. He begins the letter with his first name. His signature, Paul. Now, just think for a moment when the Philippians heard the name Paul. They received this letter, and it's being read to them, and it starts out with just simply saying, Paul. Just think of the memories that would be provoked in the minds of all of those when they would hear the name Paul. A young lady by the name of Lydia would think of a prayer meeting that she and some other ladies were having down by the riverside. And Paul came along, and then he announced to those ladies, good news, the Messiah has come. In Acts chapter 16, verse 13 through 34, uh, through 13, 13 through 15. 
And then in Acts chapter 16, 16 through 18, a poor slave girl would remember that it was Paul who, who cast out demons that controlled her life in the name of Jesus. And then a Roman jailer would smile when he heard that name, Paul. When that name was mentioned, he would smile because he remembered how those prison doors were opened and all the, all the chains on the prisoners were loose, but none of them escaped. None of them even tried to escape. And I can just imagine the entire church, as they stood up to read this letter, I have a letter to read to you, and it's from Paul. I can just imagine how all of them just leaned forward to hear the very words of this person who stirred their minds about Jesus, this man called Paul. And notice what he says there in verse 3. He says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. I thank my God. Now, that th the word thank there is is first used in the New Testament in the connection with Jesus feeding the 4,000. And Jesus, in Matthew 5, 36, and Jesus takes these seven loaves and some fish, and the Bible says he gave thanks. The point being, Paul was just as thankful for the Philippians as he was his daily bread. He constantly remembered them in his prayer. Every time he thought of them, the Bible says, he remembered them. His heart rose to gratitude when he thought of those Philippians. Look at verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And so Paul, every time he thought of the Philippians, he prayed for those Philippians. Verse 4, always in prayer. Always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. Always. Persistence is what the word means. Persistence. He was in persistent prayer for the Philippians. Always in every prayer of mine. If Paul knew today, I was thinking, if Paul knew my sporadic prayer life or my intermittent prayer life, you know, you have a windshield wiper control there and it's intermittent. You turn it on intermittent and it'll go for a while and then it'll flop back and then it'll go and it'll flop back and it'll come back. That's where a lot of prayer lives are today. And if Paul knew about our intermittent prayer life, I'm sure that he would uh, rebuke us for it. He said, listen, I thank, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. He was praying for all of those he had come in contact with. He had told the Romans, I'm going to pray for you in Romans 1.9. In uh, the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 1.4, I'm going to pray for you, I'm praying for you. Ephesians, the church at Ephesus, Colossians 1.3, I'm praying for you. The Thessalonians and 1 Thessalonians 1, 2, I'm praying for you. Timothy, I'm praying for you. Philemon, Philemon 4, I'm praying for you. And constantly he was praying for people that he came in contact with. And so the title of my sermon today is just, I thank my God. I thank my God first, if you're taking notes. I thank my God for every remembrance of you. I thank my God for every remembrance of you. 
Now this morning I have to confess to you that my thankfulness is somewhat limited to my personal family. My thankfulness is, is somewhat limited to my spouse, to my children, to my grandchildren, and perhaps to the material things that God has blessed me with. But God has convicted me that our thanksgiving should go deeper and broader over our personal families. It must be much wider and deeper than just our little family at home. Therefore, as a pastor, as an under-shepherd of this church, I just want to say to you, I thank my God for you. I thank my God for you that are here. I thank my God for you that are, are not here, but they're listening. I just want to thank my God for you. Now, I want to thank my God that He convicted you, that you were a sinner and that you were lost and you were going to miss heaven. But at the same time, His Holy Spirit convicted you. You responded, and by God's grace and by your faith, through your faith, you received the free gift of eternal life. And I thank my God that you accepted Christ and your name at that time was written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I thank my God for your salvation. Terry, I thank my God for your salvation. I'm glad God saved you. I don't know what it'd be like to go to heaven and Terry Wilbur not be at heaven. I thank my God for, I thank my God for Grady Wilburn and his salvation. For B. Nix, his salvation. Brenda Parker, for her salvation. For all of you who trusted Christ, I thank my God for you. I don't know, I just can't imagine what heaven would be like if you were not in heaven. So I thank my God for you. I thank my God for your salvation. But I thank my God also for your spiritual gifts. God's gifted this congregation uh, for, every, for every area of ministry that He's called us to do. He sent someone here, He has someone here gifted to assist us in that ministry. So thank you for using your spiritual gifts here at Mountain View Baptist Church. Thank you for Abby Madden. Thank you for teaching our little nursery kids back there about Jesus. Thank you who work in the nursery. Thank you who help with the middle preschool. Thank you, Miss Judy, for the for preschool, the kindergarten. For 42 years, she's been back there. I don't see how she kneels down and gets on the floor with them. But she's been doing that. I thank God for her. I really do. I thank God for I thank God for those working with our children, first grade through sixth grade, and for Corey and, and Shane, working with our youth, sharing with them how to be saved, sharing with them how to prepare for the rapture and the coming back of Jesus Christ in the study they're doing right now. I thank my God for our adult teachers who are faithful to come on Sunday morning and teach our classes. For discipleship training, I thank God for Kyle Taylor as he keeps our discipleship in front of us. I thank God for you, for you, for your spiritual gifts, for your service, for your ministry, for the hospitality gifts, for the gifts of helps, for those running the video that never come out behind that wall. You don't know what's going on back there, but it's going on YouTube and Facebook. For those guys and gals that sit here and put things on the screen for them, 
for us. I thank God for them. I thank you for being here and worshiping and singing. I thank our, our, uh, our security team. I thank those uh, who set up chairs, Chris Barton, for setting up chairs and taking down chairs. I don't know how many times you set those chairs up this week and took them down and set them back up and took them down and they're up now and tonight got to be taken down again. I thank God for your spiritual gifts, for the gift of ministry. Ladies meeting Wednesday and going to make the dressing for that benevolent meal. Getting things ready, setting things up for tonight. I thank my God for those people that use those spiritual gifts of ministry and helps and service to edify and to build up the church. Work and serve in Him. All that work that goes on, preparing that benevolent meal this coming Thanksgiving. Can you imagine feeding perhaps, hopefully we'll feed at least 400 people? Putting all that together, people coming, signing up out there, volunteering to be here to cook and to serve and to clean up and to delivery, to deliver. If they don't do it, if you don't do it, it's not going to be done. I thank my God for you and your spiritual gifts. And as a pastor, you can understand my compassion that I have in thanking you for that. How in the world would I do any of this alone? So I thank my God for you. The drive-thru nativity, that's coming up on the 11th of December. And all those scenes that were built and those scenes that are painted and all the electrical work that went into it, Man, I thank my God for you. And for people to give their time and come and dress in costumes and getting the costumes ready and, and going out and for a couple of hours sitting there in the cold, waiting for people to drive through to hear about the prophecy of Jesus' birth all the way to the ascension and one day he's coming back. I thank my God for you. I thank my God for how you participated in Operation Christmas Child, the shoeboxes, and Joy, Reed, and, and, and all of those that helped in that project. Scott and Caitlin, 605 shoeboxes, now the official count. And those that took them yesterday, Bobby and Rayburn and, and Joy and Scott and whomever I missed, loaded those boxes up and carried them to... I, I couldn't do that. Man, I thank my God for you. I know how Paul feels here when he said to the Philippians, I thank my God for you, for your salvation and for your spiritual gifts. But then, if you're writing, jotting down notes, I thank my God for your fellowship in the gospel. Look at verse 5. Look at that, if you will. Let's look at verse 3, 4, and 5. Put it all together. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, verse 4, always, there's that word, in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day unto now. I thank my God for your fellowship in the gospel. Now, we need to be honest with each other. Most churches, uh, most churches, treat that word fellowship as uh, they kind of reduced it down to mean a social gathering. 
but it's not referring to a social gathering here in verse 5. For your fellowship in the gospel. It's not about a social gathering. However, in that verse, that Greek word means your participation. I thank my God for your participation in the gospel. Paul was thankful. He was saying, I thank my God for your participation with me in the gospel. Then he says, from the first day unto now. From the very beginning, when I started my ministry, people have participated with me in the gospel. He was saying, you stood by me. I thank you for your participation in the gospel. Here at Mountain View Baptist Church, and Paul and I can echo, you stood by me. Paul says, uh, you know, you stood by me. You followed me. You followed me with your prayers. Uh, they let him know, Paul, we're with you 100% in what you're doing with the gospel. We're with you all the way. You can count on us, Paul. We're participating in the gospel with you. So they had proved their participation by financially supporting him and supporting the ministry. You've done the same thing. I thank my God for you, for you have participated in the gospel. No doubt, he smiled as he thought about that church and how they had participated with him. From the first day, from the first day that Lydia opened her house to him, from the first day that the jailer had opened his home to him, all those had been faithful friends over the years, and he says, I thank my God for you. I thank my God for you and your fellowship, your participation in the gospel. Same way here. I thank my God for you, how you've participated in the gospel, in the fellowship of the gospel. International mission trips. I, don't, I think I went to Romania. You sent me to Romania three or four times, maybe five times, maybe six times. I can't even remember. Romania, Nicaragua taking mission trips personally, then we carried groups to Romania, groups to Nicaragua. You participated in that. I mentioned the shoebox ministry, the benevolent ministry. That's all participation in the gospel. The drive-through nativity, the trunk-a-treat, Lottie Moon Christmas offering for international missions, Annie Armstrong mission offering for North American missions, Myers Mallory for state missionaries, Thank you for participating with me in the gospel. And that's, Paul, Paul, that's what Paul was saying. And so I thank my God for you, for your salvation, for your spiritual gifts, for your participation in the gospel. And then I thank my God not only for you, but for other saints. For other saints. Got to thinking about this this week. Mountain View Baptist Church. We need to thank God for the saints of God all over this country who came to us and helped us when we were in desperate need for help. Almost 1,600 people came from California right straight up toward Maine. You can draw a line in all the states south of there. We had somebody represented from those states. I thank my God for that. I want you to pray with me. Bow, bow your heads. I, I've just written out a prayer from my heart to God. I want to include you with this prayer. Dear God, thank you for sending your people 
Thank you for sending our brothers and sisters in Christ who reached out to us in our time of devastation and extended need in our church family. Thank you for sending them with their spiritual gifts. Thank you for sending almost 1,600 volunteers. Thank you for our state convention who provided mobile, mobile chapels, the education space, and the worship space that we so desperately needed. Thank you for First Baptist Church Decatur who partnered with us and John and Christy Knight who came and helped us in Vacation Bible School. Thank you for First Baptist Church Tuscaloosa. Lord, they made three or four trips up here. And Lord, thank you, Lord, for the, the, the brother who built this pulpit for me to stand behind from First Baptist Church Tuscaloosa. Thank you for Brookwood Baptist Church and Chilton Baptist Builders that made three trips to get this arch corrected behind and over the baptistry. Thank you for sending that mighty armor, that Builders for Christ, who you used to put us back together. Lord, so many came. And those they couldn't, Lord, they gave financially to help us. Thank you, Lord, for the participation in the gospel. Lord, you used them, and they came willingly to provide us a gathering place and a worship place, a disciple place, a launching pad for carrying, carrying the gospel through our community and our county and our state and the world. Thank you, Lord, for the other saints, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And all of God's people said, Amen. 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 And I thank God for other saints. I do. Thank God for you, your salvation, your spiritual gifts, your participation in the gospel, and for other saints. Now I'll close with this, as he does in verse 6. Verse 5, pick it up again. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I thank God that one day our work will be completed. It's going to be completed. You know, the Bible distinguishes some days in the Bible, different days. I'm going to mention some days. You might want to jot this down. First of all, right now we're living in man's day. Man's day. This is man's day. I'm not going to take time to read the scripture. I gave them to you for you to read. Man's day. This is the day that man's judging while God just remains silent. Man's doing the judging in the world today. And God's really just remaining silent. That's man's day. We're in man's day. But then secondly, you have the day of Christ. The day of Christ is the day that Christ will come and receive His church to Himself by the way of the rapture, and, and we're going to appear at the judgment seat of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. That's the day of Christ. Then you have the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is mentioned 16 times in the Old Testament, and the day refers to God judging the nations, dealing with idolatry and human pride and kindly shaking the earth. It's the, it's the common period of judgment, the millennial, the eight, that millennial age, and, and the total closing or dissolving down of the earth. 
And then you have the day of God. The day of God. That's mentioned in 2 Peter 3, verse 12, and 1 Corinthians 15, 24 through 28. And that's that, that's, it's that eternal state beyond all the events of time where God is in all and in all. God is God everywhere. That's the day of God. But Paul, in verse 6, he has his eyes set on the day of Christ when Christ is going to come and receive his church and we're going to appear at that judgment seat. And Paul says in verse 6, he was sure that the Holy Spirit would perform. That word perform means to complete. He would complete the work that he'd begun with the Philippians and so they would be ready for their review at the judgment seat of Christ. That's going to happen with us one day. God's going to complete the work that He began in us individually and as a church. And He's preparing us right now to be ready for that grand review there at the judgment seat of God where we are judged, not for our salvation, but by the service that we've offered to the Lord. This morning... Let me ask you this as we close. Is your thankfulness limited just to your personal family and to material things? I know I pray and thank God for that constantly. But I really believe that we need to broaden our thanksgiving to go beyond our family, perhaps our church family, to other brothers and sisters in Christ. The persecuted church, for instance. Have you prayed for them today? Those that are giving their life just because they're Christians. We need to broaden our thanksgiving. We need to pray and be thankful for the salvation of our family, our neighbors, our classmates, our, employ, uh, our, our employers, our co-workers. We need to thank God for their participation in the gospel and thank God for spiritual gifts that He's given Christians everywhere to carry out the work to edify and to build up the church. We need to thank God, as Paul mentions here, that the Holy Spirit will complete the work that He started, that we'll be ready for that grand review at the judgment seat of God. I thank my God today. And Thanksgiving is the one day in the year that we focus in on that. But as believers, we need to be thankful every day. Every day. And so I want you to know how much I appreciate you, how much I thank God for you, and I pray for you, I pray for our leadership, our deacons, our teachers, their families, their children, and I try to take members of families in our church and pray for you and call your name out. I thank God for you. I really do. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for an opportunity that we have just to focus upon Philippians 1, 1 through 6. Got to learn so much there this week. And Father, I want to say again, I thank my God for Mountain View Baptist Church and for this faith family. But it goes further than us, Lord. I thank my God for your people everywhere, wherever they might be. And I pray, Lord, that as we all work together for the same cause, to win people to you, and, Lord, to share the gospel and keep it above all. Lord, that's the most important thing we can do. Whatever we're doing here, we pray that the gospel is included in some way. Whatever meeting we have, Brotherhood, WMU, 
whatever, whenever we meet, may we keep the gospel above all. That's why you've left us here. And so, Lord, I thank you for all of our blessings that you've bestowed upon us. And we want to broaden our thankfulness and remind us when we pray, Lord. Lay some missionary upon our heart. Lay some, uh, lay some group, some unreached group that we can pray for that have come to know you. Lord, just help us to expand and broaden our thankfulness. But Lord, thank you for what you've done personally in our lives. And I thank you for my salvation. And I thank you that you sent your son into this world to die on the cross for my sins, but not mine only, but the entire world. And that those who put their faith and trust in you and believe the gospel that Jesus came and was buried and arose again, one day coming back. And Father, by that faith, we, can, we know that we have that home in heaven, and I thank you for that. Father, work in our invitation time today. You know the hearts, you know the needs of every person here. And I make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.